one who understands the complexities of this ambitious cinematic masterpiece? This movie isn't stupid. You're stupid. I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. The bitch is back, baby! Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my name. Oh, hi, Mark. Can't piss on I won't allow it. All right, guys. This is a, a Who's Next production of sorts, I guess we can say. This is movies so bad they're good. Uh, we're spinning this out with our man, Ryan. Ryan, why don't you say hello? Hello. And, uh, yeah, listeners of what I've been doing, if you're coming over here, uh, you know, Ryan and I have been doing plenty of recordings in other places with our losing lives and a number of other things that we've done. So uh, Ryan has started up a group with Ian. Why don't you say hello, Ian? Hey, how's it going? Ian with uh, some other people involved, and they've done a Facebook group called Movies So Bad They're Good. And, uh, you know, me and Ryan have actually talked in the past about doing a different kind of um, podcast on movies, just bad movies and things of that nature. And uh, I was looking more for a horror movie aspect to it, though, I think, originally, when we had discussed it before. Oh, there'll be plenty of those, though. Yeah, and those will come in the frame. So we'll definitely get into those. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, And this is just finally doing something on that but in a bigger way with just bad movies overall so this could encompass some of the video game movies we've done in the past with losing lives this also will encompass more horror stuff and then uh well ian i'll let you go ahead and take some of this here why don't you tell us a little more about the type of movies that we can be seeing on here yeah it's gonna be like all genres uh definitely horror like you said like we'll, we'll probably we'll definitely cover troll 2 uh, probably some Friday the 13th stuff. Um, and then also, like, really bad action movies. Like, like today we're going to talk about Samurai Cop. Probably later on, Miami Connection. And then, like, dramas like The Room, of course. We have to cover The Room. Neil Breen stuff. He does a bunch of... Well, I can't even say if that's even drama. But that that's... It, pretty much... <laughs> there's a shitty movie... Of pretty much every genre, which is its own subgenre, but yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've got a lot planned. Will there be? Yeah, any, I, I think um... the main thing with this group was to not just uh, shit on you know movies that are just so bad they're good. We we kind of this this group kind of got developed in the spirit of just. In, embracing these lost and underrated gems yeah yeah definitely cult classics for sure most of these are like midnight cult classics like say take the room for example and that's uh like that started out as i mean tommy Wiseau, who who filmed it he paid for it in a theater but then it, it got popular as a midnight screening and then people came to watch it, to experience it. And then it turned into like them throwing props, quoting along, yelling stuff out. And it's been doing that for the past, I don't know, uh, 15, 16 years, something yeah, like that. I've heard some stories about that and things. And I think I caught them on the podcast, uh, How Did This Get Made? I remember they did some features on that and talked about that movie and other things like that. And, and a little more length. Um, so, yeah. Um, would uh, Evil Dead be under this genre? I'd say so. Okay. Uh, yeah, the first one mostly. I mean, each one for a different reason. But yes, like the first one, I'd say uh, because it was so cheaply made and uh, the special effects don't really hold up. It's really cheesy. Uh, I mean, it is great. It's It's got the heart in it. And that's why... Uh, I really like about a lot of these movies that we'll be discussing is that yeah, it, uh, like it's got so much heart in it. Uh, yeah, the first one is just like they just didn't have a big enough budget, so they worked with what they had, and it's cheesy but it's fun. Second one, they're pretty much like making fun of it, like they're having more fun the with it. The second one was a lot goofier and a little more comical. Yeah, the first one was played a little more for the horror. Yeah, the second one is more of a comedy. Mm-hmm. 
there's really a lot and, of Ash by himself being haunted, if I remember right. Yeah. I remember watching that. Yeah, that's, was, that's what I love about Bruce Campbell. He is, you, you can put him alone with a yeah. camera and he'll make an entire movie by himself. And that's kind of what that is, that second Ash, uh, second Evil Dead. Excuse me, not Ash versus Evil Dead. But um, Oh, are you talking <laughs> about Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn? Yeah, Evil yeah. Dead 2, where it's basically just him in a cabin by himself for the most part of that. I think there was a girl that went with him in the beginning, but then uh, Linda. Yeah, and then he ends up killing her because she gets possessed, and that's. But it's a lot of just him. Like there's, yeah, a, I remember it, there being a whole scene of him fighting his hand, and like that he yeah, cuts uh, it off, and that, that's how that's he gets the, the chainsaw. Right <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's probably my favorite cult classic movie. Yeah, and the the thing about uh, with the first one having five people, but only Evil Dead having two people. Yeah, was. Um, the fact that Sam Raimi was given a bigger budget to do this movie and none of the actors from the first movie, with the exception of Bruce Campbell, wanted to, wanted, not only wanted to not do this movie, but never wanted to act again. Yeah. Yeah, they left like halfway through the first one. Right, right so, so Sam Raimi had to change the script to where it was just Ash and Linda. And the same thing happened with Army of Darkness, which not only was a much bigger budget, but was actually um, is Army of Darkness is actually owned by Universal Studios. Mm. Okay, so uh, that's why they couldn't add any Army of Darkness within the TV series or the comic series. Yeah, but they actually did open it up in the Ash vs. Evil Dead series. They actually reference it now. I think season one they were hesitant to. But in season two, they actually did embrace it to some degree, if I remember correctly, in the show. So they have gotten to a point where they recognize the Army of Darkness in the series. I believe yeah. that's right, right? I think I haven't seen the second season. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it is three seasons. The third season, I thought, was actually the best. Um, I don't know. Season I, two was actually I, pretty dope. But... Um, I just started the third season. Uh, yeah, it ends in a way that I'd be curious to hear what you have to say about it, Ryan. Uh, we'll get into that later. Um, and, but that also brings another question. Are there any type of TV shows that you would consider in any of this, or is it strictly just movies? Because I know from Losing Lives, we mostly do movies, but we have gone and done TV shows based off video games, good or bad or whatever. Well, so, I haven't really thought about that. Well, I mean, this, if if you may, Ian, uh, I I kind of had a thing uh, to say about that. Okay. Well, at, at first when the group started, it may have just started out as movies. Yeah. But then, but then uh, as the group got larger and, and people were just uh, is <laughs> a lot of people were coming up with ideas that what about TV shows? Yeah. And I'm like, well, if it to me. Uh, if it fits the profile, yeah, why not? yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what that is. I would say uh, we're definitely going to stick to the movies for now, but maybe down the road there could be some yeah. shows that we inc- and you know. Hey, bring in hey, we can yeah. even do that Donkey Kong Country. Oh my uh, god, CGI. <laughs> you don't want to do that <laughs> shit. We're covering that for losing lives. Actually, I'm doing it tomorrow with Patrick and Kevin. Okay. Uh, in the morning, it's part of some new stuff I'm doing on that thing. I'll talk to you about it later, Ryan, because we'll definitely have you back on for losing lives and stuff like that. But um, okay. I've, I've been having to work around some stuff. I'll, there's some stuff I don't want to talk about on the podcast just yet, so I'll actually talk about it to you later, Ryan. But um, we are going to cover that Donkey Kong Country animated TV show, and it is the most bonkers, crazy shit I think I've ever seen. Uh, so far, it is very strange. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. After a few of the movies we're going to do for this one, you might change your mind. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I'll, put you on that. <laughs> I will, I'll definitely go down. Yeah, yeah. I don't so. know. Ryan can speak to that. Ryan, do you think he's right? Or <laughs> is that Donkey? Because you used to watch it as little Ryan. When Ryan Just wait was a little kid. He used to watch Donkey Kong Country, the TV show. Whatever the fuck kind of crazy nonsense that shit is. That was Ryan's pastime as a little Ryan. Oh, really? I I wouldn't say little Ryan. (laughs) I'd say more lines of... um, Like last week, Ryan? 
<laughs> Maybe last week, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan was watching it on YouTube way before I was like into watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that was like junior high, Ryan. Junior high, Ryan. That's a little old if you watch a Donkey Kong Country. The freaking looks like Beast Wars animation. Well, but well, ter- well, and the, the alligators have tits, like huge tits, and it's very distracting watching that show. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Seth. That that anime didn't really come out during the video game was popular. This was like way after that video game was popular. I want to say the time frame for it is ninety seven to two thousand. I think they did three seasons of it. So I don't yeah, even know that, how that they was got junior one high for me. Done. Yeah, well, whatever, Ryan. But, uh, yeah, the answer to that question is uh, if you can make it past four films that we review and we're still friends. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, yeah, yeah it's, it's either like we're going to do a few episodes and you're going to want to just, just pull the plug, unfriend me on Facebook. Hey, uh, or we're going to be best friends forever. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll be best friends. I'm, I yeah. can take a beating on these things. We've gone <laughs> through honesty some... and integrity and eternity. I mean, Ryan. Yeah, hey, that's tomorrow. Ryan. I mean, yeah. we we we've gone through some dark parts of uh, losing lives, have we not? I mean, Uwe Bold. I mean, things yeah. like in the name yeah, of the king. Uh, but this is this is like the dark. This is like the deep web. Of <laughs> <laughs> okay. I so. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be posting these episodes on the Facebook group. Sure. And a lot of those people are going to be listening to this for the first time. So they don't know what Losing Lives or so, uh, who's next is. I'll tell you, so Losing you Lives. So, Losing Lives podcast has a channel of its own. I'm actually looking at closing that down and uh, moving it into Who's Next, where it's just all into one channel. But for the time being, sense. I'm going to leave Losing Lives open, and you can always access those episodes. I don't want to lose those episodes. So, but, what, Would you like to explain to them what, yes. what so that who's, is? So, yeah, I, I, yeah um, Who's Next podcast is, a, is mostly about video games. Uh, I have now opened it up to talk movies and comics. So, basically, anybody listening to this, you're actually coming, if you come to Who's Next podcast, you're coming at a turning point of me changing up some of the format of that podcast so uh you could go in the backlog it is very video game centric there are a few uh episodes where i've done comics and and done some other talks on things but most of it's video games and uh the website's whosnextgaming.com that's basically where i have the rss feeds so you'll actually find this podcast movie so bad they're good on whosnextgaming.com it's being produced there uh, it's kind of going to be part of the network in a way. And uh, we have that. We have Who's Next Gaming, which, again, is gaming stuff, gaming talk, all things like that. But now I've incorporated to do movies, comics, and things that are a little more in the limelight of pop culture. As opposed to this podcast, which is in the dark webs, the dark anus of the movie podcast. So You're welcome. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, But, yeah, so that's what that's all about losing lives was a podcast we did that was specifically about movies based on video games and the reason why it's called losing lives is because that's typically what we did while watching those movies because many movies based off video games are terrible so we do have a long list of movies we've watched based off video games and you're more than welcome to check that podcast out i'm still going to keep it active for some time and um see what that's all about and uh i'll probably slowly move those episodes over to who's next and uh maybe even do some filler and stuff like that and then whenever i get all those episodes moved over it may get shut down i don't know maybe if you like the episodes and you want to write back and say no no i still like this channel keep it going i'll keep it going Uh, i'll just do the recording separate and we'll find a way i'm just i'm worried about getting Swamp. So I thought this was a good way of still keeping one podcast and this podcast and balance the two. Yeah, so um yeah. I'm sure that we'll have lots of lots to cover with this one. Exactly. And it will also with this one probably cover some of these video game movies as well. That's why oh, I yeah. thought to to drop it as well. Because I figured we would get into some of those movies on this podcast. And I'll just do some of the weirder, stranger stuff as toss-ins on episodes when I talk about games and stuff on the other podcast. 
So that was the kind right. of thought process behind closing down losing lives was that. But uh, again, if I, you know, people write in saying, no, 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 I like this more specific thing and stuff like that. You know, hey, let me know. I'll uh, definitely, I'm, I'm open to, to doing that. So, uh, yeah, but this one, but this one in particular is going to be about movies so bad they're good. So Ian and Ryan, I would like y'all to get into, and I'll join in and where, where, where I can. What makes a movie so bad and what makes it so bad that it's good? Because I think there's bad, bad movies and there's oh, bad, yeah. good movies. So, yeah, well, yeah, uh, when, I, when I created the Facebook group, it was uh, pretty much, yeah, we have certain rules about uh, what is acceptable and what's not. It's pretty much, yeah, the, there's good bed and there's bad bed. Bad bad is just it breaks every rule. It, it's really cheaply made. It's just a piece of shit in every way. Terrible script, terrible acting, and there's no redeeming value. Uh, uh, so bad it's good is it's it's just unintentionally funny. Like it's it's entertaining in ways that we didn't think that it was not meant to be. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I'll, I'll always go back to the room. The room is the best example possible. Uh, pretty much, uh, that the acting is just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, it, it's really hard to explain. I think what's really interesting about this group is that we all have our opinions of what is good, yeah. good, good, bad, bad, bad. Like for me, Bad, bad is cash grabs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, big Hollywood blockbuster uh, where they're they're in it for the money. And uh, so they'll they'll throw a bunch of fan service out there, which fan service can be good. But I I think Batman and Robin almost falls in that lane of like cash grab type thing, but also it is like so bad it's good though. Because it's just so funny the way some of the you know Arnold Schwarzenegger with the ice puns and like oh, bat oh, nipples dude, I, I and love, shit like that. I love the Mister Freeze. Arnold yeah, exactly. pretty much any Arnold Schwarzenegger is great. But, yeah, uh, but that would yeah, be something I mean, that would almost for, fit for that some, criteria for a, a cash grab, but also it's just so bad it's good. So it's yeah. a blurred line, I think, is what we're getting at. Um, but I, I would assume so. The way you talk about some of these bad movies to me, I mean, is like some of these movies just bad, bad, or is every movie on here gonna be a bad good? I guess you can say. It really depends on who's watching. Or you just want to see how bad you can. Every, abuse everybody has mind. their own. Is that opinion. what this like, is? So, some people just cannot stand these movies. Mm. Uh, they're they're looking for something that isn't there. Uh, for uh, Ryan and I, when we watch these movies, we're just so entertained by just how much they fail. And uh, I mean, some like I said, some people will, will hate it, but uh, yeah. Well, I, think I don't know. I, I think it takes like a really artistic mind to to see the art that they were trying to nail. Yeah, it <laughs> just missed. Them. Yeah, it's definitely more in the the viewer. Well, it also uh, comes down to a lot uh, of techni- technicalities too. So like there are certain parts of the creative process that I think come down to um things that people don't think about when they want to do something creative, I think. Like one of the things that I wanted to do with my Who's Next and all that is we also do a cooking show called Gamer Needs Food Battery on YouTube, which is a bit on hiatus for now, but Eric did get in touch with me and we are trying to get that going uh back up again. It's just been on a break for a bit. But one of the reason why I bring it up is that uh, restaurants in general, one of the things I looked at restaurants, oh, restaurants have a high rate of failing. When you talk to people, it's like, oh, yeah, restaurants, you start one up, you know, those are tough and da, da, da. But in my experience and then even some of the reading I've done, it's not necessarily that they're tough as much as that there's too many people who are like, oh, I know how to cook. I'm going to start a restaurant. You don't know anything about business. <laughs> so in the movie business as well, you might be, I have this oh, great yeah. idea for a script. This would be a great movie. and But you don't know anything about financials. You don't know anything about cost, making a budget, getting actors, 
uh, effects, how good or not. Like, if you know you don't have enough money to do a monster effect, well, there's more creative ways to do that effect than just this, well, I don't have that much money for it, but we'll do the best we can. That's not always the answer. Um, there was an interesting interview I heard with... Um, Shit, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Desperados, the director. Um, yeah, Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. And he talked about how he likes to do lower budget movies. Uh, you know, he doesn't like to do the high budget, you know, a lot of money type deal. Mm-hmm. Part of what he likes is the fact that you put him in a corner. Like, I only have so much money to work with to make this movie. Uh, again, his budgets are probably bigger than some of the movies we're going to be tackling. But they're still not like Marvel Avengers big. And the reason why he said that is because it puts you in a place where you have to be creative, right? Because if you have all the money in the world to make a movie, well, you don't necessarily have to be that creative. You can bring to life whatever you want. Where if you are limited in that and you're showing somebody a movie and you don't have enough money to do a great CGI effect or anything, maybe you do something different. And you become creative and you do something and you don't even realize, but other people are like, whoa, that's dope. Like the way you did this or the way you did that, you know, and you were forced to do so because of a lower budget. But then you get into the movies we're going to cover and they just try to do it without the money at all. And it becomes terrible. (laughs) So and I think that's a part of why we get these bad movies that are so bad. They're good is because we see them trying to swing for the fences and sometimes it's just maybe bad writing and things like that. But a lot of times, too, it's just about like not having the right type of actors for the role, not having the right type of setting or the right, you know, whatever the case may be. And not coming prepared in all the technicalities that bring a movie to life that, you know, you probably should when you're making something, something good. It's a miracle in itself that I've heard from a lot of different actors and directors and things in interviews that like it's a miracle the movies get made because of so many moving parts that have to come together. And if you're not about the the business of it and getting those things to come together to make a movie where you end up with the movies that will be covering. So I completely 100% agree with everything you just said. However, I'm going uh, first your bubble. A lot of the movies that we're going to be explained here or talk, discussing, uh, they don't give a shit. They just. You think Tommy uh, Wiseau doesn't give a shit, or do you think he's actually trying? Because some of the stuff I've heard feels like he's actually trying, but he's just. He, not... The thing with him is he he's like he's like an idiot savant. Yeah. He had no business making a movie or <laughs> he's coming out with a new movie called big shark, which looks pretty similar. Uh, his thing is that he, um, he, ha- he has heart to it, which, um, like I was saying about the difference between the good, bad movies and the bad, bad movies, the bad, bad movies have no heart. They're cash grabs, uh, but the good, bad movies, they don't know what they're doing. They have no business making a movie. They shouldn't be making this movie, but they put so much heart into it that you just love it. Yeah. Another good idea of a bad, bad movie are movies that are recycling and taking stock footage from other movies oh. and trying to market it as their own. That's Neil Brain right there. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, no, I, that's interesting, too, what you said, too. And I, I, I get what you're saying. And yeah, like there's, there's different facets of what I'm saying. And yeah, I think that's the big part of it is if it has the heart. You're trying to do the good movie and you don't, but the heart's there. You actually care about the project. You know, that's what I think helps push it over that edge of like, no, this is a good, bad movie. Yeah. Like if you take Robert Rodriguez, like you were talking about, and yeah, you're completely right about everything that you said about him. Um, He, he, um, he knew what he was doing and he, he did something great with what little he had to work with. Yeah. Put him next to Neil Breen. <laughs> um, Neil Breen, he had nothing to work with, and he also had no skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, he did it. He had no idea what he was doing, but he had a passion, and he loved it. He didn't know what he was doing, but he made it work. Mm. 
Okay, I got you. I got you. So, um, some something else I want to throw out, guys. Sure. And uh, kind of just stay with me on this, especially you, Ian. Don't jump out of your seat when I say this. Right. Now, Uh-oh. think of it. Think of think of cash grabs like this. All right. Uh, let's start with the movie Terminator. Now, tell me, after Terminator, after nineteen eighty four, how many movies, low budget movies, are like Terminator? Oh, so many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see a formula. It's, it's, it's almost a Hollywood. I, I was. Uh, I actually just showed uh, Terminator to this girl I was dating a couple weeks ago, and she never seen it for the first time. I mean, she never seen it at all. I showed it to her for the first time. Yeah. And what she said about it is it was so cliche, but <laughs> it, it was the first of that kind. Like yeah. it wasn't cliche at the time, but now it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What well, I mean, that's the the theme of Hollywood. You you do something good, and then everybody tries to copy it because they want the money. It's not even Hollywood. It's the theme of business. And business, yeah. when you see something that works, you get competitors who want to try to do the same thing, and they mimic it. I mean, you can see it in restaurants. You can see it in a number of facets of different businesses and things like that. That like yeah, when somebody and, comes and, up with a new uh, idea. Max and Bill again. He, yeah. He's just him and Tommy Wiseau are just the two perfect examples. Uh, is he a, is he like a idiot savant as you described Tommy Wiseau? Would you describe uh, Neil Breen yeah, like that? I, I'd say so. Okay. Um, I mean, he, nobody knows what is going on in his head. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he he's basically like the David Lynch of really bad low budget movies, mm. where he he's doing something he. He may know what he's doing, but he will not tell anybody, and you just have to just deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Guys, I think Neil Breen and Tommy Wiseau is going to be the least of our worries once we get into Italian directors. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know many of them, but I know a few. I've seen them now. Um, yeah, well, as long as none of them want to get in a boxing ring and fight us like Uwe Bowl, then I think we're okay. I think most of them were dead. <laughs> oh, well, that makes it easier. Yeah, it does make it easier. Um, I'm afraid of this podcast coming huge and just really popular as a deal brain. That's right. It's me call him an idiot savant. Yeah. And then he'll say, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and then come and find me and just kick my ass. Dude, right. dude, two of the uh, directors on suicide. Talking. I can't believe he committed oh, suicide. <laughs> dude, uh, two of the directors that I can think off the top of my head is Bruno Mattei and Claudio Fagasso. Mm. Now, Bruno, all right, uh, Bruno Mattei did Robo Wars. And he did his own Terminator 2. Was it Lady Terminator? No. It's his own Terminator 2. Instead of it being like Terminator, it's actually like Aliens. Um, Claudio Fagasso and Bruno Mattei both did uh, Zombie 3. They helped Lucio Fluki finish it. And Claudio Fagasso is mostly known for doing Troll 2. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Now you speak my language. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, we just hit on a good bit about what makes good bad movies good and bad movies bad and the difference of that. Um, unless anybody has anything else to add to it, I'd say we can go into selling me on Samurai Cop because that's going to be the first movie that we review. And uh, I Do haven't you seen it. Explain the how we're gonna. Sure, I'll go ahead and get into that. So the basic layout of the episodes will be that we will uh, watch the movie, we'll review it, uh, we will. I'll do a plot a plot breakdown. Then we'll go into what makes the movie bad, what makes the movie good, if anything at all, and then you know whatever lasting comments and stuff. Ian, he's going to come with me with the facts, things about the movie that you know maybe we didn't know. Um, whatever hidden gems and stuff like that, and and honestly, to Ryan and whoever else, if you have anything to add on that part too, we'll do that, like a little fact breakdown of things outside of the movie, and then we'll do what we're about to do here: sell the next movie. So typically, if it's a movie 
most of them I think will be movies I haven't watched because I haven't watched too many like the bad good movies, at least the popular ones. Like, I haven't seen The Room. I haven't seen Neil Breen, any of his movies. Um, I haven't seen this Samurai Cop we're about to watch or none of that. So, uh, but, you know, if we got into the video game-based movies, then I'd probably be there for those. Cause yeah, there'll, there'll those. be some that I haven't yeah. seen and you two yeah. are going to talk to me about it and exactly. sell me on it. Exactly. There'll be a movie that Ryan hasn't seen. Yeah. And I will tell him. I don't know if we'll um, run into that because Ryan has seen a lot of shit. I haven't really run into too many things Ryan has not no, seen. There's one I have in mind, uh, Sorceress, which I've been dying so, or I, I've been telling him about for months, and he he still hasn't watched it. And so, when we finally get to the point, I I will sell him on it. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna sell whoever hasn't watched it. Basically, gets sold on it. And if we all watched it, if we run into that issue, then we'll just kind of talk about what we remember of the movie, and then watch it again as a, like, it. yeah, exactly. So that'll be the concept <laughs> here. So and that's pretty much what it is now. Like. Yeah. Well, we're telling you about these movies based on memory, and then we're all going to watch it together, and then we're all going to do a final review on it. Exactly. And... Right. So go okay. ahead, guys. Sell me on Samurai Cop. What is it? What is it about this that uh, some interesting things that make me click play? Okay. So w- would you like to know why it's called Samurai Cop? I'm dying to know why it's called Samurai Cop. So would I. I would love to know why it was called Samurai <laughs> Cop because the cop in it is not a samurai. Does he have a sword? <laughs> yes. He okay. No. Yes and no. He <laughs> <laughs> There are two scenes in this movie where he has a katana for a second and he gets it off of he picks it off of a dead guy who is already holding the katana for him. Is anybody Japanese in this movie? Yeah. Um, the, so, okay, so the plot is basically... Is it, he it's, Japanese? It's so cliche. Is, is, is the guy uh, Japanese, the main actor? The main star of this movie? No, is he Japanese? no. He, he's just the most American guy you've ever so seen. So is a white guy? It, yeah, it, it's a white guy, long hair, because it's 1991, so of course he has long his, hair. His name is Matt Hammond. Is there a sequel to this? Yeah, movie that's an where... actor. His his the character's name is Joe, Joe Marshall. Is Joe there Marshall. a sequel? Yeah, the most American name possible. Is there a sequel to this movie where he fights Tom Cruise? No, but there is a sequel to the movie where he fights Tom, Tommy Wiseau. Oh, that's amazing! But uh, <laughs> I would really like to see this samurai cop fight the last samurai, and oh, both of these right. just be samurai fighting. That is like all white people. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so you know why he's known as a samurai cop, in my opinion. Why? Well, actually, it's more like fact. It's two yeah. things. They do one, explain. One, it's mentioned by the bad guys that he is trained by ancient Japanese masters, Holy and that's shit. the end of it. Oh. Um, the other thing mean. is when he's asked play. what is a katana, he answers it with "It's a Japanese sword." And that <laughs> no, no, is no, a no, fucking samurai. <laughs> hold, hold on, he doesn't say it is a uh, Japanese sword. He says it, it means. means a Japanese sword. Yeah, great. And that makes him a fucking samurai. There I'm you glad go. that he knows. Uh, he's Japanese the most American amazing. guy ever. He's got yeah, the long hair. Because it's 1991, he's white as shit. He's got blue, the bluest blue jeans. Like I, I've never seen such blue jeans before. It's Ryan, the most American thing ever. Ryan, could you see a good crossover episode with the Samurai Cop and the Kabuki Man? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they can both easy. team up. That would be amazing, right? I mean, Kabuki Man would turn them into sushi rolls, and then Samurai Cop can cut them into pieces. <laughs> Fucking, I mean, the only thing I think Samurai Cop's going to bring to the table is a tank top, which he has tucked into his denim jeans. Okay. That's amazing. With. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, what this is, pretty much when you watch this movie. Give me the back, like the back synopsis. Not a full plot breakdown, but like a back synopsis. So, forget the fact that it's called Samurai Cop. It's the cop part that's important. Forget the Samurai part. Um, 
So it's basically a ripoff of Lethal Weapon. That, that's really what it is. It's a buddy cop movie. It, it's like Lethal Weapon. It's like Tango and Cash. It's, it's mostly mm. Lethal Weapon. Mm. <laughs> it's this guy and his uh, cool black partner. That's great. And, you always need uh, a cool black partner in your life, man. His, his yeah, name's Frank. Okay. That works. Yeah. And, and he, he's not Danny Glover like, oh, I'm too old for this shit. He, he's, <laughs> he's the cool guy. He's pretty much a Lou from The Simpsons. You, you know, the, the cops in The Simpsons, there's the one black cop that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's that guy. All right. Like, him, live action, it, it is that guy. He is Lou. Great. Great. It's And uh, so, basically, there's this Japanese drug dealing game that so is taking over the city. Point. I don't even know. I don't think they even mentioned which city it is. But um, You don't even know what city they, we're in in this movie? <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, am, am I wrong, Ryan? They, they never mentioned it. No, I want to say if I had to guess. So you don't know what city it is. It, it doesn't really say. Because the only yeah, thing they, they, they never say. The only it's okay. It's it's not. It's not California. <laughs> you can just tell me where it's not in. <laughs> so you can tell me where yeah. it's not in. You just can't tell me where it is in. Yeah. Well, all we know is it's not San Diego. <laughs> it's. I want to say, if I had to guess, it's Miami. Okay. Okay. There's no palm trees. But then again, they were not afford palm trees anyway. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah the, the, this movie is so low budget. They couldn't afford shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That okay. reminds me. You're, for, you're for example, me think of they couldn't um, afford lights. They could not afford lights. Mm. Every scene, every shot is during the daytime because they couldn't afford lights. That is a fact. Mm. <laughs> you so, mean, like, yeah. there's a scene where they show, you know, one side is samurai cop, and another side it shows some other people, and they're having a conversation, and the camera keeps switching back and forth. But they filmed it two different times a day, so when you see Samurai Cop, it's dead noon. And then the other side, it's getting close to the evening. The sun is going down. And it's the worst cinematography possible. It's, it's amazing. It's so bad. <laughs> Another thing that's good about this movie is the fact that you'll see, as our main character, Joe Marshall, has his long set of locks. Mm. And then the oh, next yeah. scene, you'll see him with a wig. Yes, yeah, he's wearing on. a he's wearing a woman's wig halfway in like every other thing. Y'all really making movie. me think of you ever seen the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the guys there recreated Lethal Weapon? Oh, Lethal Weapon! Yeah, yeah. and then like yeah, halfway through the movie, actors. they like yeah. switch who's got blackface on. Actually, and... you know what? They're okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you how correct you are. How like dead eye you are. So there's a part where there's a, a car chase, and they're chasing this car. They're shooting at him. At some point, the the car that they're chasing blows up right in the driver's face, and he's this uh, he's Hispanic guy. Uh, and then the car blows up in his face. He gets out, and then suddenly the fire's behind him, and he changes ethnicities. He's all of a sudden <laughs> a white guy, and he's just running around with his back is on fire, even though it blew up in his face, his back is on fire. And yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> because this, uh, this only stunt guy that they had just happened to be white. So Ryan, you wanted to ask me if I'm sold yet? Are you sold yet? Yeah, I'm sold. Uh, I, I have to say, <laughs> if you're comparing this to the lethal weapon and it's always sunny in Philadelphia and my connection to that is Pretty like much, spot on yeah. from what you're telling me, I am sold to see what this movie's about. Seth. Also, <laughs> uh, fun fact, Seth. Yeah, this is actually not the director's first movie. That's even yeah. Better. That that does blow me away. <laughs> is okay. the first movie better than this? The, his first called, movie. It's, all right, all right. He's had a few movies, I think, before that. He had two movies before Samurai Cop, and he had one right after Samurai Cop. Okay. Um, I can't think of his first movie that was uh, off the top of my mind. But it's literally about a couple who gets attacked by a biker gang. And after her fiancé is killed, she joins them. But it's more of like a revenge flick. Mm. 
Um, the second movie is called Hollywood Cop. Hollywood Cop. Samurai Cop, Hollywood Cop. Like It's just like put a <laughs> no. name in front of Cop and we've got a movie. Right. No, what, what's, right. what's fascinating about this director is um, he seems like one of those, like a foreign director who came over to the States to live his American dream. Yeah. And he's living through his movie, showing us what he feels is all American. Because mm. you know what you know what the next movie's called? Mm. Killing American Style. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Does he write these movies too, or is he just the director? He, I was always writes, under the He writes always, and produces sorry. these movies. So he does it all. Okay, cool. I was always under the assumption that Samurai, I haven't seen the other ones, but Samurai Cop, I was always under the assumption that it was written by a 15-year-old because like the X-Cop? dialogue is just so much like what a 15-year-old would say. Isn't it like Axe Cop is the, it was a comic that's now like, a, it was an animated show for a while and it was basically like a six-year-old, right? It was a five-year-old. A five-year-old who writes the stories and an, an older I don't know, like an adult basically takes the... His, the um, it's his dad. Yeah, who takes whatever crazy nonsense his son comes up with and makes a story out of it, but it's actually pretty awesome. And it's all involving axe cop. It's like a cop who just runs around with an axe. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that. I, I, but, I, feel like, I feel like the lines and the dialogue in this movie is just kind of like a loss in translation. Axe cop is definitely worth your time. If you can I, I wouldn't say that because... Uh, pretty much why I say it was written by a 15 year old. Uh, a great example is that every female who's in this movie, every every woman, it only exists in this movie to fuck the samurai cop. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, where else would you <laughs> exist? Am I too late like, to fuck the samurai cop? I mean, I don't know. No, I'm we're still interrupting. Like... So, nope. why? You all right, Ryan? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, yeah, I can, uh, and again, guys, I can edit out certain parts like that. No problem. So, right, no, just, feel just free keep for that. the mistakes. No, it, yeah. it, it rolls along with, with the, well, the shitty like, movie. Yeah, thing. well, yeah, this podcast is basically put together like these shitty movies, man. So that's it. And me, I'm the idiot savant with the recording stuff, putting these things together. You know, so let's do it. Right. And it's just, you know, it's like Samurai Cop, where yeah. every every scene was done in one take. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, why take more takes? First one and done. We don't need more. That's how we do gamer. Um, that's how we do uh, gamer needs food badly. <laughs> one and done takes, man. We don't need more. Yeah. So. Uh, um, but what I was saying about the uh, every every woman in this movie is there to fuck Samurai. I mean, straight up, that that is all their dialogue. Like there is literally a scene of dialogue that that goes. Do you want to fuck me? From a a person who met the samurai cop for the first time five seconds earlier, (laughs) (laughs) and and then uh, there there's a female cop who just goes around to every other cop saying, like, there's a live dialogue where she's talking to this random guy who says, "Hey, I'm bored. There's nothing else to do. Let's fuck." Great. (laughs) <laughs> just random as shit. Well, I mean, why else make a movie if you can't get hot actresses and then fuck them on screen? I guess, right? Yeah. Oh no, that happens. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's how it goes. You see it all, but the exact penetration. But, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. There, there are scenes that are basically software porn. There it is. There it is. Yeah, you have to establish your hero to where all the bad guys want to kill him and all the women just want to fuck him. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Movie. And, ah, and, sold. Um, sold, sir. Yeah. So there's a part where he's uh, that car chase that I was talking about earlier. He is uh, he, he he's talking to the female cop who's in the helicopter above him and talking on the radio. And she says something, keep it up, like keep up the chase. And he just goes into, oh yeah, it's up and ready. You keep it warm. She said, oh, it's warm and ready. And then he breaks the fourth wall, looks directly at the camera, and winks. <laughs> Isn't it what you do when you're about to sex some things up? That's right. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well, all right, guys. I think I'm sold on this. And uh, this is just like a little intro episode to everything. 
Um, again, the recordings and stuff, the, you know, we're trying to work with what we got. So I do have Ryan and Ian there, uh, over in Texas away from me. So we're doing this over the internet. The audio quality does suffer a bit. So, uh, but you know, believe me, there's much worse and much better on podcasting. And I just hope that this hits the spot that you want to talk about movies that you like that, uh, other people hate. And um, I'm glad to be able to start this off with uh, with y'all too, and uh, I'm looking forward to see where this goes. Yeah, man, and me too. Uh, how much uh, abuse I can take mentally before I scream out and commit suicide, <laughs> just like Neil Breen says. So yeah, um, I, th- <laughs> I think you need uh, just a little bit of insanity to to enjoy these movies. Yeah, just like, a little bit. Not not too much, not too little, just. Yeah, just that right amount of kick. I got you. I it's, got it's, you. it's like how Dante needed the sin, just needed a little bit of sin to get into hell. That's right. Just a little <laughs> bit. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, again, check out the Facebook group. Uh, go ahead and plug that in. Yeah, it's called Movies, a quotation mark, so bad they're good, end quote, cult, Midnight Cult Classics and Camp. It's kind of a long one, but pretty much just go on a search on Facebook, just Type that movie so bad that it should pop right up. Yep. And uh, so we're kicking it off this way. Um, you guys check out whosnextgamey.com. It does have the other podcasts and stuff, and this podcast will be there on that website, as well as a few of the other things that we do on Who's Next Gaming. Uh, always drop a line. Uh, you can like on Facebook, Who's Next Gaming. Um, we have Instagram and Twitter as well for that. And um, also join the Facebook group. Movies so bad they're good. And yeah, check us all out. Appreciate it. We, um, I think, uh, first couple episodes we'll definitely do like this. I think in the future though, I'm, we may have some guests. I know there's some other podcasts I network with that uh, do movie podcasts and things like that. They may like to join in for this as well. And um, also, if you guys have somebody uh, that wants to guest that you want to bring on too, we're always open to that. But I think the first couple episodes. First couple episodes, we'll try and just do with the three of us, and then we'll kind of open it up from there. So, right. I'd imagine there might be some people in the Facebook group that you got that uh, would maybe like to join join in on some of the fun with this, and uh, I think we can open it up to that over time. So, uh, yeah, so definitely. Um, I try to always keep these podcasts pretty loose. Uh, I do have a bit of structure I try to keep and uh, I'm a little bit of a nut when it comes to sound quality at times, but you also, you, you know, you do what you got with what you got. And so, um, I appreciate those who might be a little more nitpicky about sound quality and such. I, I don't think it sounds bad, uh, but it's, you know, not professional. I should have a better mic to hear in a little bit. So yeah, yeah. So the it, first couple of episodes would be yeah. a little pretty. Yeah, but in the meantime, better. yeah, in the meantime, you know, we, we work with what we got here. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. So I hope you enjoyed this first episode and you're looking forward to the rest to come while I'm looking forward to punching myself in the dick while I find out what a samurai cap is. <laughs> yeah, yes. and uh, real quick, just so people know, so right now we just sold you on samurai cop. So now after this, we're going to watch samurai cop. And yes. the next episode come up, we're going to have you on Samurai Cop, yeah. three of us. And now, after we've all seen it, and we'll talk about what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll sell you on the next one, which I believe will be Miami Connection. Yes, I believe that's the one on the list. And we'll just announce each one as it comes on the on the episode previous. Yeah. So, and then we'll just do it that way as well. So, uh, But yeah, it looks like the first two will be Samurai Cop and Miami Connection. So, uh, and the yep. whole gist of it is this episode, uh, will be, when we record it. So this episode being recorded is like July 19th. Uh, this one will probably go up this Monday and then this will kind of be a ping uh, pong. Than I thought. Um, well, we could do it later if you like to, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Doesn't matter me. <laughs> You're yeah. the one controlling it. So. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it off mic. It's fine. But uh, it will yeah. be. But you know, the time we record will be different from the time it's dropped. So uh, basically, the idea though is that once we actually record this, we'll try and watch it. Well, not try, but we will watch it before we record the review. But it'll have it in between right. that. So like, I can't watch Miami Connection 
until after we record Samurai Cop because you got to talk to me about it first before we watch it. That's the whole gist of it. Yeah. Just so, just so listeners know. So um, that's the whole deal. I think some of these we will try and put up on the Facebook group uh, as a watch party. The ones that we can. Um, yeah, some of them are available. Some of them aren't. Yeah, uh, yeah when I most of them are available, but uh, when I guess into Whenever we do Troll 2, that won't be available. Uh, Faithful Findings won't be available. But, uh, yeah, I've pretty much worked with what we got. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And I'll, I'll announce it, too. So, uh, yeah, anybody listening, uh, the watch party will be before the episode comes out. So, but I, I will make an announcement on the Facebook before I yeah, so it'll be announced there because we're not going to announce it on the podcast because it'll be over and done with maybe by the time this episode comes <laughs> out. So again, you don't need to worry about that. We're recording in advance and have later releases. So uh, you never know. Maybe one day we can get to doing live recordings and things like that, but that's not where we're at right now. So uh, again, thanks for your time listening to us banter yeah. and talk about this and uh, hopefully we see how this takes off. Uh, I'm signing out. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, real quick, I just want to thank you, Seth, for uh, this whole idea of wanting to collaborate with me on this. Uh, I, I've always wanted to do something like this, and uh, just just coming up and with this idea and wanting to, like I said, collaborate. Like it's it's really awesome. I'm looking forward to more of this in the future. Cool. Like, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I like the idea of opening up to other bad movies and just ones based off video games and. Uh, yeah, yeah, guys, I'd just like to say uh, I'd like to thank me because none of you motherfuckers, because none of you motherfuckers thank me. And I'm that, here to tell. dialogue, by the way. And I'm here to tell you, son of a bitches. That's right. That if I don't get any thank yous with Dude, all your Ryan, precious uh, millions, Ryan, <laughs> you're bank accounts. <laughs> I mean, Ryan, yeah. I sent you the link to Donkey Kong Country. You didn't need thank yous. You could just watch that. I gave you that. That it's was my gift to you. It's an hour long. What do you expect? <laughs> I will thank you, Ryan. R- R- All right. It's an hour but, and a half those... long what I sent you. Don't cheapen my gift to you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Ryan is, is, the, is the bridge between the merchant of the two Realms. Right. Him and Seth did the podcast, the Who's Next podcast together. Uh, Ryan actually at the beginning of this Facebook group, uh, I before I created it, I came up to him and I said, "You know what, Ryan? I'm thinking about I'm thinking about starting a uh, Facebook group for uh, the Room, Faithful Finding, Samurai Cop, Troll Two, and we were, we worked together. We were at work, and he told me, "Stop this! Stop what you're doing!" Go clock out, go home, and start this group. Mm. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, he's like, I might not have started the group without without that. So, and then we want to have this podcast. I say, uh, fuck that guy. Ending the recording. <laughs>